Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Straight Talk Radio, where we discuss business, politics, and culture. This is Donya Keating. I'm your host. I'm coming to you live from the Seattle area. It's about 1 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday, August 10th. Listeners, if you want to call in, it's 602-753-1970. Christine will patch you in for live on-air questions or comments to the guest. If you want to let us know that you want to make a comment, press 1 on your keypad, and that kind of raises your hand to let us know you're out there. There's also a chat option. Um, You can speak privately back and forth with uh, Christine with your questions and comments, and she shoots all of that my way. So. Today, I'm a bit jazzed because we haven't really done a Dare to Dream show from our Dreamweaver series since about January of 2015. So we started at the series years ago. We wanted to talk with entrepreneurs who've taken the bold step of starting their own business. There's a little bit of, you know, difference in there between going to work every day for somebody else. And so we thought we'd, you know, have a fun way to learn about why and how they did it and learn some best practices and maybe even a story or two about what they encountered along the way. So um, today we are going to talk with Amos Laurel Staffler, who's with Alchemy Apothecary Company, and she's also a friend of mine. So we're going to look over to the switchboard and see if she's out there. Amos, are you here? I am. I am. Can you hear me okay? We sure can. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, give us a bio and a background and give us some of the highlights on your path to here. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I think probably the most relevant little bit about me uh, with regard to the company is is my discovery in my 40s that I was a systems thinker. Um, I, I always knew I sort of approached things um, whole picture, from a whole per- picture perspective. Um, I went to graduate school for sustainability and, and the big, part of that program was was doing things from a whole systems perspective. Um, so looking at things systemically um, uh, allowed me to kind of pull in different fragments from my life. For instance, I grew up um, very, very close to my grandmother, who was this master gardener and botanical expert, and she was this... this um, there's also a master of essential oils and would use them for everything from tinctures to uh, perfumes. Um, so um, I think, yeah, in, in, in that, um, it, it, sort of, it sort of gave me inspiration to get to where I am now with Alchemy Apothecary Company. So you've had some other businesses before, though, correct? Yes. Yes, I had an art gallery um, local vintage store on Bainbridge um, and and represented local artists and also people that collected antiques or had family heirlooms um, that didn't necessarily suit their lifestyle anymore, but 
they really wanted to see them respected and honored and, and move into another life of their own. And so you, uh, obviously, in describing your grandmother, I mean, this is something that you've kind of grown up with in a lot of a lot of ways. But you, it sounds like you've wanted to do something like this for a while. But what led you? What was that one thing that finally led you to finally just do it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve <good> reasons. <laughs> I think it it is sort of a case of twelve reasons. I think it. I mean it. It sort of snuck up on me. Um, it, it kind of, I think each step I grew a little bit more confident. Um, uh, but it really did kind of start off as a hobby. I think uh, there, were, there were several things going on. I think um, my passion for natural products uh, and natural things to put on Again, kind of led me uh, through dozens and dozens of, of natural products that either turned out to be not so natural or um, were just sort of ineffective on my skin and my family's skin. Um, I think uh, it, maybe the lightning flash moment was when my kids started, you know, getting closer to puberty and you know, their bodies started changing and their skin started changing and I wasn't finding viable options for skincare out there for them. And so I, it was, it, it, that was what shifted my gears from just being kind of a card-carrying skincare junkie, if you will, to, uh, you know, I'm taking this into my own hands and making a product for you that's going to be effective. Um, it was a little bit of the mama bear in me. So if you're listening out there, I mean, the story is if, you, if you're using something or if you're doing something that someone else has created and you're not liking it and you know that you have the brain power and the resources to do better and you just have the passion to go out there and do better, then do it. And, and that's pretty much what Amos is talking about. So I think that, you know, it's fantastic what you've been doing. I mean, my family has been using your products since we've gotten them um, recently, and just fantastic. I mean, I, just the way they feel. Oh. Tell us a little bit more about the company itself. You know, what should we know about your business? What should we know about your products? I mean, obviously you're talking about, you know, a certain standard and ethos that you have in creating it. But, you know, tell us what some of your products are and what's going into some of them. Okay, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, so uh, my priorities definitely, you know, being environmentally friendly, being natural to the point of they're all whole ingredients. And also it was really important to me to have active uh, transformational ingredients. Um, so um, one of my favorite products that that doesn't have a long list of ingredients that's pretty easy is the scrub clean, the exfoliating mask cleanser, uh, which is a soapless cleanser. So it contains sodium hydroxide. It uses a different uh, method to clean the skin. Um, it, it gets its cleaning from bentonite clay, which is a, a clay that's made from volcanic ash, and it contains negative ions and it acts like a magnet um, for any heavy metals and dirt and toxins that may be in your skin. Uh, it mm. also contains a 
jojoba microbeads, which are um, first and foremost biodegradable, which is really important um, because our water systems are filled with these plastics that are bring into our food stream um, from the fish that are ingesting them. Um, so the jojoba microbeads uh, biodegrade, but they also start to soften under the natural you know, temperature of our skin and the friction. So as they're scrubbing and sloughing off dead skin cells, they're softening and getting sticky. So they are grabbing hold of the dirt and dead skin cells um, that the bentonite clay is then sort of sucking away, if you will. Um, so it's, it's, it's a little like steam cleaning your face. Um, and it doesn't strip your skin with harsh chemicals. Um, so I, I, I love that product. Um, and I, the essential oils that are added to it are also supporting new cell um, growth and um, antibacterial properties and uh, brightening and any um, hyperpigmentation evening and cleaning pores um, to prevent future breakouts. Um, so that's, okay. that's an example of sort of the, the caliber of purity and effectiveness I'm, I'm looking for when I'm searching ingredients and, and exploring combinations. Would you say that that's your best-selling pro- product right now, or are there others that are really kind of jumping uh, to the front? I would front? say... Um, the Scrub Clean is definitely a bestseller. The Defy Time is, is my flagship product. Uh, um, it is and it's it's an anti-aging serum. It's also an anti-acne serum. It uh, it has a dozen different essential oils from around the world that act together and synergistically to you know, reduce fine lines and wrinkles, shrink pores, brighten skin, um, kind of lighten hyperpigmentation to cleanse cleanse the pores to prevent acne breakouts um, and also to moisturize and bring a natural SPF of somewhere between 8 and 10 from red raspberry seed oil and carrot seed oil. Uh, I would say that that product, um, kind of the, the product that started it all, uh, is the top-selling product at this time. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people, when they start out with this, I mean, obviously being a woman and being like you, always looking for the, the perfect product for your skin. Um, and then, of course, if you end up being a mother, then you want your, your kids to have something too, especially like mine. You know, yours is going through puberty and ours is too, so you're kind of looking for the purest thing you can find out there. But what I also like yeah. about what you did is you actually have products that are for men. You know, it's not yes. just women only. So, let's, you know, in fact, anybody could use your products, correct? Yes, absolutely. In fact, my, my 13-year-old son, I, I, I like to joke, and he'll probably show me and never forgive me for saying this <laughs> publicly. <laughs> but I, I do, like, I'll, I'll hear his voice booming from, you know, from upstairs. Mom, where's my alchemy? And, you know, it's it, it, it's very sweet to, to kind of see, you know, a boy that is, taller than me now and and growing, you know, very, very much having products that, that he feels represent him. Um, That's so, a yes, great I problem got, to have, uh, you know. It is. It's very sweet. Um, 
but yes, we have mm-hmm. uh, a facial um, beard and oil, beard and skin oil for men, and an aftershave. And the scrub scene mm-hmm. is very gender gender neutral, I think. Okay. So where are some of your, I mean, primarily are people going to your website to order them, or are they available in, in um, you know, storefronts, physical storefronts, or where can they get them? They are. They are. So they are available online at alchemyapothecaryco.com. Um, they're available on Bainbridge Island in Washington at Pretty Stick Beauty on Winslow and also at Willow Tree Natural Natural Foods, um, also on Winslow Way. And, uh, yes, so the, the floor line is available at Pretty Stick and all of the skincare and um, a few of the cosmetics are available at Willow Tree. Uh, I'm also... Now, currently, every Saturday at the Bainbridge Island Farmer's Market, which has really been great uh, to talk to people and to find out you know, what's working for them and what they love and what they want to see coming down the pipeline next. Um, so, yes, that's, that's the snapshot availability for the Alchemy products. So what are some of the business, uh, the biggest lessons that you learned in business? Um, not, well, actually, partially about the business, some of the business, big, biggest lessons that you learned when you were trying to do this, but also the human dynamics like you just described on your path towards success with this. Oh, my gosh. Um, the first thing that springs to mind is don't be afraid to ask. Uh, Good. And people are so generous. It, it it really blows me away just how kind and generous and ready people are to help and to share their knowledge. Um, I, as this was transitioning from a hobby into a business, you know, I was told, like, just put it out there and just ask. And so I did rather skeptically and was just overwhelmed. Um, A woman, Abigail Hamilton, designed my website, which was just incredible and just so thoughtful. Jessica Cox, who owns an esthetician company out of Bainbridge Athletic Club, um, helped me with the taxes and the licensing. Um, My friend, Angela McKinney, who owns um, Untangle and Thrive, a lifestyle coaching talked me through so many areas that I was unsure about uh, and just, I mean, so many others had just been very omnipresent and tirelessly generous. Um, My friend Courtney Staub um, has been, you know, waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning to help me at the farmer's market with her daughter and helping me design labels and giving me feedback. It just, it's, and I never would have known any of this unless I had asked and um so yeah it's that i would say would be my number one advice is just ask for help with the stuff that you don't know and be ready to learn because there is you don't know what you don't know 
You know, that's fabulous. And I, I really love that you, you know, mentioned a lot of the people that have taken this step with you on this journey. I, I know Jess. I think she's wonderful. I love her. I go to her for other things. And, um, you know, the important lesson in that, like you said, is, you know, don't be afraid to ask. I think a lot of us, I mean, whether you're coming from a position of being in a, in a, in a you know, an employee in an office somewhere where you've risen to some level of success or whatever, or even if you own businesses before, I think sometimes we get into that mode where we think that we're supposed to know everything. Um, and we don't. I mean, if you're fortunate, you know, learning is a lifelong process. And so when you get to that point, you know, you can't be afraid to ask for help. You can't be afraid to to reach out and say, hey, there's only so much I can do, so can you help me? And you, you use that network that you've built over the years because that's what it's for. It's not just to go in there and you know, hand out cards like a deck of cards. It's really to, to build relationships and, and to have others walk with you on this path. So I think it's fabulous that you've got so many people that are helping you to do this. And, you know, anyone else that's listening out there, I mean, that's just very sound advice. Are there any more um, best practices or lessons learned that you'd like to share with us? Oh, uh, yes. Um, as soon as you can, get as specific as you can. And the clarity of intention and of having a plan is is a good balance with the passion. Um, and don't get too big too fast. I think that, you know, the desire can be to just hit it at a full a full run. Um, I think that there's some value into into just walking in slowly because there's learning in each step uh, of the journey. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting comment because I know that there are a lot of people out there, and you can read books and hear all types of podcasts and whatnot, and probably even spoken to people that you know. I mean, they're kind of a go big or go home type mentality, um, and they feel <laughs> like you know this is yeah you know I mean this is your first step in you know buckshot you know throw it out there and see what happens and you know there is something to be said for intentionality and and knowing what you want to be because. You know, as you've learned many times before in your business, and as I've learned in, in mine, is there are a lot of people with a lot of ideas, friends, and even customers about where they think you should be. And it's very important for you to be clear about what you want out of your business, not that you shut off those voices and you're not willing to listen, but that you have some, like you said, some clarity about what you want so that you can actually kind of continue to keep yourself, you know, focused on what you want. And, of course, you know, it's great to be able to say that everyone loves your products and then just go big and just throw everything out there. But, you know, you also have to look at what your resources are, your human resources, you know, the other commitments that we all have in our lives and so forth. So there is something to be said for balance. So if you had a chance to start all over again from scratch, you just take a little etch-a-sketch, shake it, it's empty, you know, what would you do differently, if anything, on this path? Oh, gosh. That's a really good question. Um, I think I would maybe not slow down, but maybe be a little bit more cautious with my decisions, and I would have even more clarity. Uh, There is that balance between not knowing what you don't know, but, I mean, I look at, you know, the on a literal basis, the gallons and gallons of product that I've had to toss because I've decided, oh, I think I've got it perfect and I'm going to make a huge batch so I don't have to do it again. I think that 
um, you know, the old adage of stitch in time saves, is it saves nine? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think I've, I've gone in a little bit without thinking. Also, I think when you say that it really is, everybody has an opinion and, uh, it, it's nice, you know, to kind of know yourself and to know, you know, all right, how how prone are you to being influenced by others? And do you need to kind of open up and and let the voice of others come in a little bit more? Or are you too impressionable and you need to kind of find your true north? Um, there is there's a lot of finding a balance in there, I think. And I think that arguments can be made for both. Um, for me, I think that kind of knowing, knowing what I want has been, has been the biggest challenge of knowing exactly my specificity is is something that I struggle with and knowing where I want the line to go and what I want the line to accomplish. I have, you know, a couple of markers just for my own personal value system, but, but that is, that's something that maybe I would have articulated a little bit more clearly at the beginning of this. Uh, Yeah. So you mentioned something about your batches, and it goes back to a conversation that we had offline when I first started um, using your products. And it reminds me of, I mean, obviously we go out there and we get some things that are sold, and some of those things are very expensive. And so, of course, we have this this belief that because it's expensive, that it's got to be great. And sometimes that's true. I mean, I'm not saying that it isn't. Um, but there are a lot of things out there that have a lot of chemicals, and so as a result of that, they have a certain shelf life. And the conversation we had was about how, you know, the balance that you're trying to strike with, you know, preparing, I mean, almost like an alchemist, like, you know, like you're really you're, the name of your company, where you're really kind of making these batches um, and they're designed in such a way where they're not designed to just kind of sit there indefinitely um, and not be shook up or, you know, just little things like that. Can you can you talk a little bit about, you know, how you've made them and, and sort of the balance that you're trying to strike or the challenge with having them out in stores and how people um, market them or take care of them versus how you want to see that done? Absolutely. Uh, I think that it has been a balance between striking, you know, an adequate reasonable shelf life. I don't want, you know, my products sitting and going bad in somebody's hands. But they're also not going to last for five years. I mean, they are organic substances. So, you know, the the shelf life of avocado oil or the shelf life of primrose seed or primrose seed oil, I mean, they have they have finite shelf lives. Even uh, you know, I use in one of my products I use one preservatives um, created from aspen bark extract and it has a one-year shelf life so that immediately puts limitations on my shelf life of that particular product it's one year so I think or less depending on when I've opened the extract um, uh, container and so I I really want, I would love to see the products kind of marketed as, you know, we eat fresh food and we know that that's the best thing for us. And our skincare products are best fresh. Um, they they absolutely are. And so to make them in these micro batches um, is, is more labor intensive, but I think ultimately the best thing for our skin. Um, so, yes, the, you know, a lot of the chemical products, can they can 
you know, they, they're pumps full of some really powerful preservatives. And I just, in my research, uh, I have found that those preservatives aren't the best things to be putting on our skin and absorbed into our bloodstream and becoming part of our cellular makeup. I just, I feel that it's, it's toxic and accumulatively toxic over long periods of time. You brought up a great point about the fact that our food, I mean, you're, you, most of us are really trying to go into, you know, whether it's micro farming or whether it's farmer's markets or whether it's organic food. I mean, we're looking for the best possible product to put into our bodies to reverse some of the effects that we've had in our society and our environment for, you know, a lot of the processed foods and, and the way that it's actually, you know, the repercussions from that in terms of our health, over our health. And so now what you're basically saying is, hey, this is food for your skin. I mean, you know, it's going to be fresh. It's going to be high quality. Don't expect to put this on the shelf for five years and then take it off and have it have the same, you know, effect because that's really not what you created it for. So that's, that's a, you know, a really great message to have. And thinking about that and thinking about that, um, that really is kind of an ethical choice of yours. How do you think that will influence how your business expands? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think because it is, you know, superfood made in micro batches uh, for skin, I think that, you know, there are limitations to mass production. And I do worry about, you know, in my five-year plan, um, worry about about quality control issues. Um, and so right now I'm, I'm sort of grappling with, do I want to keep it just a boutique business and, and keep it more local? Or does the socialist in me kind of went out and I want it to be available to anybody that, that chooses to access it? And I'm not sure. Uh, that's that's sort of an evolving question in my mind right now. I I feel that if there, you know, in educating myself, if there's a way to um, keep the quality control vigilant, then then maybe that you know that will definitely inform how the business grows. Um, but I'm not willing to to let it just languish on shelves for years or to have the quality compromised um, with my name attached to it. it. That's that's not worth it. That's not why I'm, I'm choosing to do this. And it's an excellent question for a business person or an entrepreneur to ask themselves, depending upon what industry they're going into. It's that, you know, okay, I do want to go out and I want to make a go of this and I want to make money, obviously, but at the same time, I mean, depending upon the product, like we said before, I mean, it might not be something that, you're going to to drop ship all over the world because of the you know the, the care and concern that you have, and of course you know with the background that you have as a sustainability expert and having that education, I mean that's something that you're infusing into your business practice. So, you brought up something that's interesting, and we talked about it in person as well. You said the socialist in me. So, you know that goes back to. Um, I'll let you describe it first of all yourself, but it goes back to you know de- determining what type of a price point you put on your product and and how you get it out there. Can you share your thoughts about how the quote unquote socialist in you impacts how you run your business? Absolutely. Um, so with regard, so I with regard to the ingredient list and with my education, I'm able to 
you know, decipher and kind of translate different labels. And um, being also a skincare junkie and having tried, you know, products, precious bottles of everything from $300 an ounce to drugstore, you know, whatever, you know, I, I know products and um, I'm licensed in cosmetology and skincare. And so I know, you know, what our, our skin needs and, and what each ingredient does. Um, the ingredients in my products are, are on a comparable level with the $300 an ounce products. Um, uh-huh. Do I want to sell my product for $300 an ounce? Um, that's a great question. Um, I, I ultimately feel, you know, my, my politics and sort of my living philosophy feels that it's, it's anybody that wants to access it should be able to access it. And, um, you know, I, I'm not interested in opening a nonprofit with it. I do need to, you know, feed my family. But where is that profit margin, you know, enough so that it's not costing me money to create the product? But, you know, I don't need to... I don't need to, you know, get rich off of, uh, you know, promises of of miracles. Um, I'd rather I'd rather under promise and over deliver, and I'd rather do it for mm-hmm. the most affordable price point I can offer people. And so that's that's influenced me thus far into the pricing of my products. I think that's awesome. I mean, and the the other extreme out there, we've seen it, you know, in the pharmaceutical industry, for instance, where, you know, it costs X amount of dollars to create something, and then, you know, a new CEO comes in there and inflates it, and it's just ridiculous and defeats the purpose of getting it to people so they can get well. So it's just, or, you know, and we could argue about that get well thing because I have certain philosophies about pharmaceuticals too. So, but I think it's great that you're able to be, you know, to maintain some conscientiousness about, you know, what you want your business to look like and the fact that you are creating this because you want people to use it. You Obviously, you know, don't want to get it away from the very people that could probably benefit from it the most who have less disposable income that would actually want to have some, some fresh produce on their face, so to speak. So I think that's very commendable of you. And and frankly, you know, what I've known about you since I've known you, it's not surprising to me at all. So you've got about a, a minute or 30 seconds here. Why don't you share your URL and your Facebook page and other ways to keep track of what you're doing? Great. Um, we are at alchemyapothecaryco.com, and our Facebook page is Alchemy Apothecary. And also, for anybody that's interested in trying out the products, we have a coupon code to be used on the, the site for a discount. Um, and that is DreamWeavers817. It's an all capital DreamWeavers. 817 for August um, 2017. Um, awesome. Yeah, there's not an expiration date, and so that way if somebody is curious and wants to check out the product, um, I'm not entirely sure what, what the, the coupon code gets. It might be, you know, taking care of the shipping. Um, Abigail took care of that for us. Uh, but, yeah, we, you know, I'd love to have people try the product and and and. Let us know what they think. So Dreamweaver 17? 817. Dreamweaver 817. Dreamweaver 817 is the coupon card. And, Chris, if you're listening, can you, you know, track that? Because when we do something to remind people about the show and to listen to the podcast version, we're going to put that out there so that they know to go to the website for that. So that's great. 
And Amos, awesome. thanks so much thank for being so on the show. I appreciate that. Yeah, and thank so you so much for having me down yet. It's great. It was awesome to have you here. Up, oh, there's my cue. Thanks for tuning in this afternoon, everyone. Really appreciate talking to Amos this uh, lovely summer day and coming on to the show. This podcast is now on our website. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. Also on our Facebook page, str 8 Talk Radio. That's Sammy Tommy Roger, the number 8 and Talk Radio. We're also going to put that code up there so that you can uh, go to the website or the Facebook page and get your deal. Donya Keating signing off. It's about 1.32 p.m. on Thursday, August 10th. See you next time. <laughs>